Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, we are back and we are live for the first time for another episode of the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. And we've got a really big round of NRL Supercoach to unhash for round two. Uh, I'm your host, Nathan Brain, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Matty O, the Supercoach Matrix. Matty, plenty to unpack this week, mate. Yeah, yeah. Good team list. Good team list Tuesday. I actually expected less, uh, a bit more of a rollout of the same things, but there's some changes. There's been some injuries. Um, and yeah, we'll unpack it all. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk through all of it, mate. So guys, obviously live for the first time. If you're watching us live, drop a comment in wherever you're watching us, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. We're on all three. The audio will come out tomorrow as well. But um, drop a comment. Let us know your score and your rank from last week. You know, that's the big talking point, I think, this week is is finding out how people placed and how all of that research in the off-season and the pre-season uh, did your favours on your round one score. Uh, also, guys, before we jump in, make sure to hit subscribe, hit like, hit follow, all those good things. Turn those notifications on so you do not miss any of these future episodes. We'll be coming to you live a lot more in the near future as well. Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking through our round one score and our round one rank. So we'll give you both of those. We're going to talk about our trades as well. We're going to talk about our captaincy and our vice captaincy choices. Uh, we're going to go through top five bought and top five sold. There's plenty to cover. And then obviously all eight games, team lists for round two. Uh, and Maddie, we've got something a little bit new that we're we're going to go through right at the end of the episode, mate. Do you want to run everybody through that? Yeah, we're going to go through um, our Molten Punt Club. We just, you know, we're having a bit of a chat. Uh, we both don't mind having a having a bit of a bet. So we're going to, we're going to have Oh, let's call it ten dollars every week, uh, ten units every week, and um, and we're going to have a bet between the two of us. And yeah, at the end of the season, we'll review it every week, see where we're at, um, and see who comes up on top at the end of the year. I think at the start, what I see is we're both being a bit conservative, but I think if one of us gets down, we'll start throwing some spicy multis together, and yeah, see if we can put some serious cash on. I don't know about going conservative, mate. Did I did I show you my multis that I put on? 
last <laughs> last week because uh, I think I won. Uh, I got up on Parramatta in, in the first game. I had a bit of a multi on there that paid five dollars fifty, so that got up. But I mean, there's some ludicrous stuff going on uh, at the back end of the week to try and get a twenty dollar multi. So no luck there. But we'll talk through our <laughs> best bet uh, for the week, and, and we'll see how we go, and we'll track those. Uh, yeah, let's mate, do it. Your score and your rank. Um, yeah, so this week I scored 1,082 points uh, after updates. I got um, I got relegated a little bit, uh, which was top 18%, and, um, yeah, in and around that 24,000th. Um, where do you finish, Brainer? Yeah, I want to know. You're exactly the same score. And I want to preface <laughs> this by saying 1,082, 24,580 rank. Uh, I want to go and say that we don't have the same team. Yes, we did a lot of the same research. We looked at the same stuff, but we do have a bit of a different team. We have some points of difference in, in each team. It's kind of funny. Everybody probably thinks that we've just gone and exactly the same team and got the same score. So good value. Uh, mate, trade thoughts are probably one big thing that people are hopping on and, and wanting to know. Uh, have you thought much about your trades at this point? Because I know it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction when team lists come out. Have you, have you thought much about it? Yeah, and I have been thinking a lot about it. I did get really lucky that I um, I was watching the game and I dodged Pele uh, to Moali. Um, and if I was still sitting there with Pele or Kepi, uh, which I moved right out of it, um, I might be looking to make some trades. But I'm pretty happy to sit on Jacob Preston after updates. He looked all right. Um, and, yeah, there's no real glaring issues. Um, some of the main issues were Niakore or To'o. Um, I am a little bit worried, but I'm afraid that by moving them, I'll be making a knee-jerk reaction, which is what I did last year. And I actually ended up losing a um, ended up losing a lot of trades early. Uh, where in hindsight, I probably should have just sat on sat on my hands and just wrote it out. What do you think? Yeah, I did exactly the same thing last year. I burnt a lot of trades, made a few. Uh, I guess, errors, uh, finding the wrong cheapies. Uh, there were some obvious ones that everybody took last year, but I made a few of the wrong choices trying to find a pod. And, and it took me about three or four rounds to fix my team up last year. This year, yeah. I'm actually feeling much better, even though I finished about 12,000th in round one last year, and I'm probably double that rank this year. I feel much better about the base of my team this year, which is kind of funny. So I'm I'm holding fire initially. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious around like you said, trying to make those those trades and chase those cheapies after round one. And we'll talk a little bit about why that's not the case and why we're probably going to be looking at different options. Um, but, mate, let's move into the top five most bought. So we'll do this every week. We'll have a look at the popular trades, the popular sells, and number one on this list is your boy, ex-Bronco, Jermaine Asako at 8.6%. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Matty? Because uh, I know you you said a little bit about Asako a few, a few weeks ago. Look, I did call him a smoky, smoky, and that was if the Dolphins are doing really well. You know what? The Dolphins did really well, and he scored really well. Um, I'm going to be having another look. Uh, I think the Canberra Raiders are a pretty good football team. Um, it'll be another test. I don't want that knee-jerk reaction and start adding these Dolphins players um, because it could just be that the Dolphins just played their grand final. Um, and... They surged and they were in front of 32,000 people at Suncorp. We get a free look this week, and I'm not making that knee-jerk reaction on a winger 
from the Dolphins, even if he is a goal kicker. So Yeah, I don't know whether I'm convinced on any of the Dolphins yet. We've seen, like you said, they're probably their best game all season. I think there was a lot of pressure from the Dolphins players as well, knowing Wayne Bennett's record when he takes over a franchise um, from 1988 when he the Broncos came into the competition. He, he got the win up over Manly, who were premiership contenders or favourites, I think it was that year. I don't know. I wasn't born, Matty. I don't know about you. No, but, no, um, it was a long time ago. Um, but uh, obviously, you know, Wayne Bennett is Wayne Bennett. You know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get a competitive side no matter what. I think we're a little bit arrogant to, to think that they weren't going to be competitive, especially round one in Brisbane. Um, but they've got to back that up now, and I don't know whether they can. I'm very apprehensive about picking up any of these guys knowing that, let's say, for instance, right, Asako goes and gets, what was it, 110 uh, in round one? Then he goes and gets a 30 this week against, who are they playing, the Roosters? No. Who are no, they playing this they week? they are playing... Penrith? No. It's good prep from us. Um, yeah, yeah, I know they're I know they're playing a tough... I know they're, playing they're playing the team. Raiders. They're playing the Raiders. I just said it before. Yeah, so... He goes and gets 35 against the Raiders this week, right? And then next week goes and gets 20. He's still going to gain probably 40 grand, but then that 100 rolls out of his rolling average straight away after that first price increase. So the risk there is you go and pick up a guy because he got 100 and then he goes flop, flop, flop. And his break even in three weeks' time could be 80, 90. And you end up losing all the cash that you you kind of made on him off that one score. So there is a lot of risk there jumping early on these guys, so I won't be doing it. Yep. Mate, Second most bought player this week is Jermaine Hopgood. I mean, why weren't you starting with him to start with? Well, I'm actually surprised it's that high because I thought if you didn't have Hopgood, you'd already deleted the app. So um... <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not too late to delete the app if you didn't start with him, to be fair. <laughs> no, and you know what? He is absolute must-have. Um, you know, you're hearing a bit of negativity from us about, um, about you know, Asako, and we're going to be entering the hammer. I think Hopgood is must-own, so... 100%. I think everybody – I've heard of a lot of horror stories of them having him sitting on the bench because they saw that he was worth 298K and they had, you know, a Luke Garner or someone. They're worth more money. Yeah, no, hop good. Add him to your team um, and, I don't know, put the vice captain on him if you want. He's that good. Honestly, if he comes out and bashes out 80 again, he's a genuine captaincy option every single week. <laughs> You can just see yeah. the base in him. He's got 50 tackles in him. He tackle breaks. He gets the work done in the middle. It's a um, kind of Corey Parker-esque kind of game without oh. the goal kicking, really, isn't it? Maddo could be traded for a draft pick yet. So, <laughs> um, Mate, Adam Dewey's number three. Well earned. 89 point super coach points on Sunday. He's got a break even at 30. Obviously, that'll continue to come down if he scores well again this, this week. Uh, the Tigers have a favorable matchup against the Newcastle Knights. So... Yep. Uh, they've also uh, got another Leichhardt game, which they seem to just be dog shit uh, at Leichhardt lately, which I'm, I'm still struggling to understand it. But he looked good, didn't he? Yeah, I just really liked um, the fact that they were struggling and he performed so well. Which, oh, like, if they can have a ta- if they can have a game where they put on a lot of points, Adam Dewey is going to be very involved. I wasn't very impressed with Luke Brooks, um, but Adam Dewey's leadership. Uh, really come through in that game, and I'm still gonna I'm gonna say it again. Um, Appy came on when they were ten down. Uh, they were ten down at the end, and they fixed that, uh, which we'll cover that when we enter team list. So I'm expecting a better performance from the Tigers, and I actually think that the Knights are worse than the Titans. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, number four is Hamiso Tabuifado. Uh, Four point eight percent have brought him in, so he's the fourth most bought. 
Uh, does he sit in the Jermaine Asako category for you? Are you watching for another week? I'm watching for another week, but I'm a little bit more confident in... I know that I bashed him all preseason, but anyway, you can... We we had 30 episodes and we had to talk about something. Um, but Hammer, I'm a bit more confident in than Jermaine Asako because Jermaine Asako has been average for five years and then he bangs out 110 every, you know, year. Um, yeah, Hammer could be really good if this system stays the same, but it's just wait, wait and see. Yeah. Last one, Ponga, 3.7%. Can you understand why people would be bringing him in against the Tigers this week? Favorable matchup? I think it's a really sideways move. Uh, not sideways. I think it's really easy to move sideways from Burton. Um, and if I had Burton, I would be doing exactly this trade. I'm just really lucky that that I pivoted. Um, just just had a gut feeling that Ponga, Ponga was going to go better than Burton. Burton looked average during the trials and the Bulldogs looked ordinary. I'd like to go back if Burton hits some form. But, yeah, Burton, I, I really see Ponga. Um, the HIA was worry me, uh, which is always the concern with Ponga. Um, but he spent a fair bit of time getting tested for HIAs and he put on 72. So Yeah, he missed the last 10 minutes. That could have easily been 90. Um, yep. And the reason why Pong is 3.7%, I think, is that people are bringing him in at 5'8 for our boy Cam Munster, who is the most, most sold for good reason. Obviously, he's out uh, two weeks at best case and four weeks at worst case, and that's from Craig Bellamy's mouth uh, with that uh, compound dislocation, which looked nasty. It's been doing the rounds on social media. I don't know whether you've seen it, seen the photos, but it is filthy. Yeah. It's not something you want to see. Yeah. I'm just super impressed that he went back out onto the field. Holy moly, Munster is tough. Yes. Um, but an easy trade, you can't hold him through this. They're saying saying two, maybe three weeks. You can't have 850K sitting there. Um, same discussion that we had with Nico. Um, you know, looks like he might be back round five. But, yeah, you can't have 850K. You're just going to fall behind the eight ball. This is what trades are for. Big time, big time. And and Burton sits in that same category. He had a bit of a stinker. He, he didn't really look good, but you've got to trust that the Bulldogs are going to improve. I don't know whether I'd be – I mean, unless you're going, like you said, from Burton to Ponga, I don't know what other options there are around that price range. I mean, you're going from Burton up to Dewey potentially. That probably makes the most sense for me. If you're getting yep. rid of Burton, you're going to go up to Dewey. For the, I think it's extra, what, 30K. So that would be yep. the move I'd make. Oh, look, and I've been super happy with Dewey, super happy with Ponga. I can see either either argument. One I don't agree with here is Brandon Smith at 2.3%. He's been named this week. Um, I mean, are people forgetting the the fact that everyone's been high on him and, and everyone's been talking him up? It's very quick that, to people to flip uh, their opinion on one player. And he, I mean, he got 38, but he still played. I think it was 61 minutes, and he went off with a HIA, and he got bashed up by Felice Cafusi. Like, I st- I'm holding tight on cheese. I don't, I don't, I'm not dropping him at all. No, I'm not dropping him. That is a knee-jerk reaction as well. Um, it's easy to have these knee-jerk reactions, but how much of a nuffy would you feel if you traded out cheese this week and then you find yourself trading him back in in three weeks? Like, yeah, yeah just wait and see. If, you, if you're not confident enough, um, just take the reserve off him and it's not going to cost you anything to look at him again this week. Um, if you're that if you really think that the Roosters are going to be outside of the top eight, then you might have a point. But I think we all expect them to be there. Last two, uh, Tommy Talia from the Tigers, 2%. So he's fourth most sold. Uh, and fifth is Khan Pereira. 
honestly, the, the Talao one I kind of get because he looked like he was carrying an injury. He played injured basically the whole second half. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was a cork or a burner or what was going on there, but he's been named and nothing's been said about it. So watch watch that space there. Um, but Khan Pereira, mate, we're selling a basement 200K guy. Why? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me at all. He scored six because he got no ball. You are going to get 80 out of him and you are going to get some sixes. You are going to get some 14s and you're probably going to get a, I'm going to call it, you're going to get a hundred this year out of him, but comfortably you have to ride the wave and you just don't play him most weeks. You just make some money and you move him out. What other 200 K guy are you going to get for Cam Pereira? That's, that's what I'm struggling to understand. Where are people going? I mean, you, you're probably going up to guys like Braden Willie Army from New Zealand Warriors who had a relatively good game. But again, is that a watch? I mean, he only scored 48, and that was with a, a try assist and a, a line break, I think, from memory. So, like, there's not much base there. That's that's knee-jerk. I would not be – and I own Willie Army and Cam Pereira, but I would not be surprised if Cam Pereira scores 48 and Willie Army scores six next week. So. Big time. Mate, captains and vice-captains, before we move into these team lists, what are you thinking for this week? So, obviously, I'm going to vice-captain in an early game. I actually did did think about Hopgood, but I said, don't do not do it, Matthew. Um, so, I just went Cleary, and I've I've doubled down on captaining Tedesco. Um, yeah. No, Lightning, doesn't like strike. Lightning doesn't strike twice. Um, we had a really disappointing game from Tedesco, and he's all class. I think it's going to deter some people from captaining him, and I'm really confident that the Roosters bounce back. If you go and have a look at Teddy's stats in round one the last five years and then in round two, round one is like sub 40. So he's been ordinary in four of the last five years. But then round two, he scored two tons and 80. Um, and then round two to six, I think on average, he's averaging like 70 plus over I'm the last so four years. You. How come you didn't tell me that before I captained him? <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm confirming your captain's pick, you know, because it is a no, good that was pick. last week. I'm talking about It is a good week. pick. <laughs> Hey, I uh, captained well, him too, so I didn't know those stats before I looked. I should have looked closer. What are um, you doing, man? I am going vice-captain Cleary. because So, obviously, everybody's going to have Tommy Turbo, I assume, in the reserve slot at fullback. So, we need to find a vice-captain that is going to play before Manly. Uh, so, yep. that's your first three games of the week. So, um, they play the Friday night 8 p.m. game, I think, from memory, Penrith. Uh, is that right? No. Yep, could yeah, be. first game. Yeah, no, they got the first game. game. Yeah, perfect. So I'm, I'm going to back Cleary and to go huge against uh, huge against the Rabbitohs this week. Uh, and then oh, obviously... No. Yep, yep. They're playing Thursday. Yeah, they got Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Yep. So um, I'm going to back him to go big this week against the Rabbitohs. He's going to step up. I think Penrith won't be that bad twice. I think they're going to step up for this game. Um, and then obviously if he blows it out of the park and hits me about 120, I'll loop in turbo then and sacrifice um, one of my reserves and put the reserve That's- on Teddy there. That's my plan too. I actually, um, so I don't have Schuster in my team and I'd actually prepared all along. I've got some money in the bank. Um, maybe swap out, um, maybe swap out and Jacob Preston and put Schuster in. But yeah, I did realize that I didn't have to do that with Turbo out this week. So, And I've got Dewey uh, as captain at the moment if, if Cleary, if Cleary fails. So I'm backing my boys. I'm backing Homer. my boys. Yeah, it's going to happen. Look, I mean, he was great on the weekend. Um, he almost match-up proof by the looks of it. So, 
Um, and guys, just remember, comment any questions that you have about your team, whether it be round two team lists or questions about how to make your trades this week, captains, vice captains, whatever it be, and we'll answer them all at the end in a Q&A segment. So drop them in. I've already got a few comments uh, coming through already. I think it's, is it Tane? I don't want to butcher the name, but uh, he's ended up with 1,011. Could be. Mate, could yeah, he's not training this week. So. <laughs> uh, 1,011, relatively good start. Um, then we've got Rob asking where your bolter is, Matty. And that is a good yeah. question. Yeah, I'm on the uh, Burley Big Heads um, because the Titans are surging. <laughs> That's, yeah, they didn't have to do much, did they, to be surging <laughs> last week? But, and uh, I'm going to ignore Damien Carroll's message about the Dragons over the Tigers because it's just a lie. So Yeah, well, they, they are at the moment. They are not. Yeah, good team. Good team, those Dragons. We'll talk about them a little bit later. That could be um, the easiest mate, game of the year. And their only win. It could be. Um, mate, let's roll into Thursday, 8 p.m. Panthers versus the Rabbitohs at Bluebet out in Penrith. Really good matchup. This is going to be a cracker of a game. I think these first three games this this week, we are treated to some serious good football. Um, I'm excited. The big talking point for the Rabbitohs and Panthers, mate, is that Latrell has he's named, uh, but we know he only did some goal kicking at training. So couple of concerns, I guess, there. I think it's a PCL concern for Latrell Mitchell listening to NRL Physio. Uh, there could be some performance-based concerns or issues for him, but it's not something that he won't play through based on what yeah. I've read. Um, if you're, well, if you're a Latrell owner, playing, are you worried? Yeah, yeah I, I am worried. Um, my wife's got Latrell on her team. She asked me what to do. Um, I'm really not sure. I think you've just got to wait it out this week with Turbo and – Oh, with Turbo out, because a lot of people that have Luttrell, you've probably got Turbo. Um, yeah, I think that you probably play him, because I think Luttrell on one leg is going to be better than whatever reserve that you have in your squad. Um, you're Paul Alamotti's, you're taking a risk on your Cam Pereira's. I think you just ride it out and hope and pray. I'm not wasting a trade to get him out, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 50 or a 60 this week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Totola and Arrow are both out, which has a, a couple of flow-on effects to those uh, those guys on the bench. Davy Moali probably the one there that you know really good signs last week. Um, got a lot of minutes through the middle, and, and obviously Shaq Mitchell is the only other middle named on the bench. So yep. we assume that the rotation probably plays out the same as what it did last week. Uh, which is great for guys that started with Moali. But the question is, if you don't have Moali and you have Pele right now, right, are you going Pele, Pele to Moali? Yep. Yeah, you find you find that 25K somehow. Um, I think Davi could be a decent cash get. Like, don't expect him to – you're never going to captain Davi. No, that's true. Um, I, I don't, Maybe there's a better pick there. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But um, – I'm curious about how that plays out. Um, we've also got Tane Milne added on the reserves. Uh, he only served his suspension. Uh, he's served his round one suspension. So uh, that that causes concern, I guess, for Isaac Thompson. It looks like we've lost uh, Matty there. So I'm just going to keep rolling through until he loads back in. Might be internet. Um, the one that I really like, and I don't, I like Isaac Thompson, but the guy I'm actually looking at this week is Michael Cheekham. So he's been named and, and probably will play 80 minutes like he did last week, which is a massive win for super coaches. Uh, he's a guy that I'm actually toying around with a trade with. So if I look at Brian Toto or I look at uh, downgrading North Aluma or someone like that, that uh, is actually really handy for me because I could probably 
downgrade to Cheekam with the dual 2RF center wing. Uh, and then I could basically free up 300K minimum because I think he's pretty close to basement price. And then uh, from there, I can free up some cash and upgrade somewhere else. So I'm, I'm actually looking at Michael Cheekam pretty heavily this, this, uh, this week. David Saluka for feeder comes in on the bench. So it looks like he's probably going to replace Arrow. Arrow came off the bench last week. So Saluka for feeder comes in and it looks like he's, he's named to start. So that'll be an interesting watch there, but definitely not someone I'm considering uh, straight away. Jamin Salmon is the big concern for me. If Jamin Salmon is on the bench again, we saw what happened with Luke Garner. We saw that Luke Garner, uh, he only played 50 minutes. Now, Luke Garner playing 50 minutes is a little bit of a watch there because I think a lot of people were hoping he'd play 80 minutes on the left edge. So unfortunately, the reality is there that Salmon could steal some of Garner's minutes, which means that if you're looking at Garner, I, I probably wouldn't be considering him. Welcome back, Matty. Um, yeah, I just ran out of beers. Yeah, no, all good. Um, mate, we're just going through Michael Cheekham. I know you're actually a little bit high on Michael Cheekham, but we've got Steve here who's commented, be wary of Cheekham with Jed Cartwright on the bench. So that's a, a definitely a, a worthwhile shout too. Yeah, yeah. I just... I only mentioned it in our in our little chat that he's just somebody to wait and see. I won't be adding him this week. Um, like, I'm happy I have Moali. I would be really happy if I had Michael Cheekham. But not having him, you know, I'm not going to rip my team apart to get him. But someone like Alamotti, um, not, sorry, not Alamotti, Willie Army, or um, I was a bit disappointed in Jacob Preston and Matt Dory. Um, either way, I could be happy with, you know, Cheekham. For sure, for sure. Um, and also for Garner owners, I was just talking about the fact that Jamin Salmon's on the bench again, so there's a likelihood that he slots onto that left edge and steals some minutes from Garner again, which is concerning for owners. Look, if you've got Garner, you probably didn't listen to our podcast, uh, but you've probably uh, – you might be looking to trade him out in a, in a couple of weeks. Luke Garner is doing Luke Garner things, um, and he has for years. So. Absolutely. Uh, mate, Friday, 6 p.m., uh, Eels versus the Sharks, another banger at Combank Stadium. We know the Eels are good there. Um, and here's a fun fact for you. I thought we'd kick this one off. Mitchie Moses, right? He has lost his first game, his 50th game, his 100th game, and his 150th game. It's his 200th game this week. So is he going to continue and lose a milestone game yet again against the Sharks without Nico Hines? Uh, and also get this, his career record, is 99 wins and 100 losses. So if he wins this week, he evens himself up to right on 50%. So there's a couple of stats there, I think, that could either way, there's going to be something to celebrate. Yeah, look, I'm not going to read too much into that. But, um, yeah, hopefully they had a really good training week. And I think the Sharks will be – like, the Sharks are a great team, um, but those Storm look good. So, yeah, maybe they could they can ride in. I'd be pretty confident in Parramatta having a win this week. So. Mm, definitely, um, mate. Nico I, out I think, till round five. So that's that's probably the main reason why I like the Eels and, and probably why they're paying a dollar sixty. That's probably the only reason I like the Eels, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um you've you've written here, have we seen the last of Wade Graham? And we've got some breaking news for Wade Graham. Uh I don't know whether you've seen the results of the ju- judiciary, but he's gone and challenged that three week suspension and uh has failed. So you're gonna see four weeks on the sideline for Wade Graham now. So this was in about an hour ago. If I, like, I feel like it was a little bit of a legacy pick in there. If I was picking the team, and I'm not, 
Um, I don't know. He could be just tremendous in the locker room, but he can do that from 18th man. I would have Connor Tracy in my team over Wade Graham. I actually think he's a tremendous footballer. And, yeah, I just wonder whether Wade Graham will really struggle to get his way back into this team. It's Yeah. I, I mean, if Connor Tracy comes out and has a banger and, and plays really well for those three to four weeks, that's a month of football, man. That's, that's a, enough time to work your way into a team and definitely enough time to lose your spot, especially with Wade Graham not really impressing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there in a month when he's ready to come back. Yeah, and it's not McInnes' time yet. But this is definitely a step in the right direction for McInnes. Someone that played 29 minutes last week and got 45. What's that, a 1.4 PPM? The the guy, you want him in your team for super coach. But, yeah, you've just got to get the Sharks coach on board first. Damo's asking, is Graham out good news fatigue? Um, I, I'd but, argue that yes. it probably doesn't affect him. Um, yeah, my my personal opinion is that Wade Graham played through the middle. So uh, I did. They didn't. He didn't steal minutes from him in round one, but there was a chance that he could have easily taken minutes from Teague Wilton. So uh, there's no one there to take that left edge role. Teague Wilton's basically locked into 80 minutes now with Connor, uh, Connor Tracy on the bench. All I was worried about is Wade Graham just hogs the ball even, even through the middle. It's just less getting thrown around. Um, if it means more minutes for McInnes, if it means more minutes for Connor Tracy, it's going to mean better for the whole Sharks team, to be honest. Yeah, that, I think that's probably the better take is uh, Graham out. Good news for Sharks. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see a bit more competition from them. But the one thing I noticed here is there's no edge forwards on the bench, um, so that also helps Teague. So plenty of positives there for Teague Wilton coming off a 67. We know he got bailed out with a try. We mentioned that on Sunday. But um, is he a guy now? If you didn't have him, that you consider bringing in? Not this week um, because I'm trying to sit on my hands. But definitely, if Nia Corey doesn't fire, I might have to find a way. And a four-forward bench for Para means Josh Hodgson, our boy, gets 80 minutes again. Um, how many 80-minute games can he play in a row before he breaks and breaks in half? Mate, let's let him go. Let's see what happens. Um, I would be looking elsewhere because I still really like Cheese. But, hey, if you go from Cheese to Josh Hodgson, you're at least getting 80 minutes in a good team. Yep. And the last thing to mention here with this uh, lineup is Sean Russell is in on the wing now for Lumi Lumi. So the one thing to mention though is that Simonson's on the extended bench. So we know that Simonson's preferred in that on that position, um, and he will come in and and Russell will go out whenever Simonson is fit. That's supposedly going to be around round four. But the fact that he's on the extended bench means he isn't far away. It could so, be round three, yeah. It, yeah, it could be. So I wouldn't be touching Sean Russell at this point in time because he shifts straight out then. No, Lumi Lumi had a bit of an up and down game last game, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was entertaining to watch. It was a, it was a good watch. I don't know whether you'd want to be an owner, an owner of him. As a coach. <laughs> I don't think It'd anyone be is. A wild ride. So it uh, might be even more of a wild ride than Talakai last year. Um, Friday, 8 p.m., mate. Your boys, you're going to have a couple of bolters ready for this one, I reckon. Broncos versus Cowboys. No, no, they court. don't. They don't sell bolters at the ground, unfortunately. Um, so I'll be drinking some Forex Gold or Great Northern, I dare say. And the mid prices as well. Excited. Oh yeah, look, I've I've never been so excited to spend twelve grand, uh, twelve dollars on gold. So um, <laughs> but feels anyway. like twelve grand. Yeah, yes, it does. It does. But I'm going to be watching Reese Walsh, and I'm excited. Um, Cobo. Um, was wearing the red vest at training. 
uh, which means that that is no contact, uh, which probably explains Jesse Arthur's being named the 18th man. Um, look, if he's not fit, then, yeah, you probably just got to expect um, Arthur's to come in, which he was good last week. Um, so, yeah, we'll just we'll just see how we go. I, I think these games are always just absolute bangers every Mate, time um, the Cowboys come down. I'm, I'm with you on that. Steve said Broncos versus Cowboys is game of the round, and I agree with him. My, right. yep. my bet that we'll talk about at the end is centered around this game. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah, that's going to be a cracker of a game. But there's really not much else to talk about here with the Broncos. No changes for the Cowboys at all. They've rolled out the same team as last week. Um, are there any talking points? I mean, Scotty Drinkbolter is going to have another crack at getting a scoring a hat-trick and going under 70. Um, so that might be a record in Supercoach to score that many tries and that little amount of points. But that's what you get when you, you've got Scotty Drinkwater in your team. Yeah, so the weather's all right up here at the at the moment, and if you watch the Broncos game on the weekend, you would have seen a, a lot of rain and it was poor conditions, and they went a lot through the middle, which you can see in Haas and, and Carrigan scores. Just expect it to go out wide a bit more, which is why I'm not panic trading out Katoni Staggs. Um, yep. If Cobbo's on the wing, you know, I don't expect you to add Jesse Arthurs, but if you did want to have a punt in draft or something, you can. Um, but, yeah, maybe expect a bit more from Tal Lagi. Uh, don't panic trade Valentine Holmes out. Yeah, just expect it to go to the go out to the side. Uh, it could be a really it, – it could be high scoring, really. Uh, but the weather's good up here. It's not going to be that rainy weather. It's not going to be as much of a grind. I mean – yeah, I'm probably expecting more than 20 points to be scored. So, Yeah, we love a nice dry night at Suncorp, don't we? It's going to be some good football played, so looking forward to that one. Have a look um, at the Saturday... dry afternoon last week with the Dolphins. Like, yeah, there was points That's put true. on. So. Good point, man. Good point. Um, Saturday, 3 p.m., mate, moving into the Roosters versus the Warriors at Allianz Stadium. Now, a few big ins and outs for the Roosters. Uh, we've got yep. Joey Manu in. My my saviour from 2022 NRL yeah. Supercoach. Um, so that's a big bolster for the Roosters, um, who I think missed him a lot last week. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Matty Lodge and Jared Wawia Hargraves are out and Fletcher Baker is in. So, I mean, they're pretty thin in the front row now through the middle. Uh, do you see uh, any concerns there, I guess, with the Roosters through the middle of the park? Because they got decimated by the Dolphins up the middle last week. <laughs> Mate, there's a lot of concerns there through the middle, but there's not much else that they can do. Um, yeah, with with their big guys out, uh, Fletcher Baker's next man up. Uh, Victor Radley was named through the middle, which I'm surprised. Um, but yeah, yeah. Good, good luck to him. I hope they played. I was actually maybe looking at what if they have to start Turpin and then they've went and put, you know, cheese at lock or something like that. Yeah, Cheese played a little bit through the middle, so I assume he'll probably do that again when Turpin comes on. But they've also got Hutchison on the bench as well, which isn't really making yeah. much sense to me. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to play out. It's a bit of a shambles of a bench rotation. I mean, last week was was all over the shop as well. Last I mean, week, they, the they, whole game was shambles, shambles with them. So they uh, He started Hutchison at centre and left Corey Allen on the bench, who is a centre. So it, there's, I don't know what Robbo's doing there. He maybe he wanted to keep his really shit record from uh, for round one every year intact. Um, so he's gone three from eleven now. He did it. 
very successful of him. Mate, Victor Radley, he's been named, but obviously the HIA that he failed last week means he has to go through concussion protocol. So uh, we'll see how he goes through that. It's only really an issue uh, if it's a five-day turnaround, which it isn't this time around. So he's got the full seven or eight days, I think it is from memory, uh, to, to get through that, and he only needs six. So we might see him named depending on how they play that. Uh, Hutchison benched as he should be. I don't even know whether he should be on the bench, to be honest. They probably need a little bit more go forward considering they're thin through the middle. Um, yeah. But again, we won't get into into that. Um, mate, for the Warriors, Dallin Watani Zalesniak is still out for the re- remainder of the month. Uh, and I think that's a pretty big loss for them, uh, for the Warriors. Yep. I, I think they really do need him on the wing. Chance Nickel Klockstad. Is he a consider or someone that you look at next week based on how he played last so I had him and swerved. I had a gut feeling, and I genuinely do think you have to go with your gut sometimes. Um, if Katoni Staggs doesn't fire this week, I could definitely see myself going Katoni Staggs down to CNK. Yeah. He's a, yeah, I'm going to be more looking. Like if he scores two tries and scores 80, it's still probably a no. But if he looks involved, you know, can bang out 50 60 base, I've, yeah, I'll probably get him straight in, to be honest. I, I made a call that I would even, if he was in the centers, I would still have him in my team. And I don't know what got into me. I just had a feeling that he wasn't going to go that well. And, yeah, maybe the prophecy will come right this week. We don't know. Yeah, I, I was one that was off CNK, I think, from probably about two or three weeks into the preseason. I, I mean, yes, we look for a fullback to play in the center wing, but, I mean, having just that mindset around every single player, we look at Hayes Perham and we look at those kind of guys, like they're, they're not options at all. And they showed us that they're not options, but CNK came out and proved me wrong. And I'm more than happy to admit when I'm wrong. Uh, he played brilliantly last week. So I'm, I'm definitely watching him very closely this week. And he might be one of those downgrade CTW options for me. So I can then go and get a gun like a Cam Murray or, or whoever it be the week after. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mate, I've got three names for you here that are uh, uh, the edges. Uh, so you've got Nia Corey, uh, we've got Ford, and we've got Curran. And these guys, I feel, all impact each other in a little uh, a, a little bit of a way. Now, obviously, Nia Corey only played 61 minutes last week instead of what we thought would be 80. Uh, you've dropped a couple of comments about this on on our YouTube channel after the Sunday episode, man. Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on your thoughts on Nia Corey and how that plays out? Yeah, so blokes like um, Andrew Webster, the coach, um, and Tom Poser, um, a big big Warriors um, influencer on Twitter, has been saying that everybody's everything was pointing towards Nia Corey playing 80 minutes. And Jackson Ford was going to play some minutes. And then Curran was going to play, you know, 35, 40 minutes. Curran played 20. Ford played great. It was a really good game of footy from from Jackson Ford. And maybe Jackson Ford was just playing really well. Maybe Curran can play, you know, either edge. And they just spelled Neocore. Maybe Neocore had an eagle. Um, maybe we'll get some transparency from, from the Warriors. I'm just a 420k cheapie that some really big guys in Supercoach are all very high on. I'm just not willing to, after one week, get rid of him, to be completely honest. Yeah, me neither. Just, I'm gonna, uh, he's I'm... A, yeah, he's, he's a talent, and the Warriors are going to need that. 
Yeah, I feel like Nia, they're going to rely on Nia Kore a fair bit. His experience, I think, as well, is, is vital to this team. So I don't see them not using him the way they intended to use him when they bought him from Parramatta. So, I mean, Jackson Ford, everyone's really high on this guy, and I understand exactly why they are. He played 80 minutes last week. He made a ton of tackles. He made a ton of runs. He scored, I think it was, what, 50 or 60? Um, so that's exciting for a guy that's 280K. But we need to look a little bit deeper to this. And, and obviously, Curran only playing 20 minutes is my major concern with, with Jackson Ford. Yep. So does Curran come in and play through the middle? Does Nia Kore swap between the edge and the middle throughout the game and play 80? They've got so many options there. And I don't see Josh Curran only playing 20 minutes ever again in the NRL. So there must have been something there where they were working him back from an injury or he had a little bit of a niggle. Um, yeah, so that's a concern. I won't be going on Jackson Ford this week, but honestly, if he plays 80 again and this rotation starts to come yeah. true from what we're seeing, he's an amazing downgrade option in the 2RF. Yeah, and like I copped a bit of a spray for saying just don't add any of these guys that did really well today. I'm not saying don't add them. I'm saying we have a free look this week. You obviously pick the players. Like if you are watching a Supercoach uh, podcast, you have done the research. If you've added this guy, you added this guy for a reason and one week trade him out is a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, Our mate Carl Moore's called near Corey a trap. Uh, Matty, how do you respond to that? I reckon when he's over in Phuket that um, he's seen more than one trap before, so he can he can probably smell one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We'll move on. Um, and actually, we've got another really important question from our mate Hamo. Uh, when does LeBron play, Matty? Yeah. I, I can tell you this one hits me really hard because I had LeBron uh, this year in Yahoo and uh, basically has just sold my season. So I had Carl Anthony Towns and I had LeBron in the same team. So that's basically my season done, done and dusted. Yeah, and and I know Hamo's uh, new to the NRL. Um, the LeBron of the NRL is Nathan Cleary. So <laughs> good reference, good reference. Um, all right, let's move on. Dolphins Raiders, uh, Saturday five thirty p.m. Now Ray Stone's been dropped. He was very very popular. Um, in the preseason, obviously didn't he got named on the bench last week. Now he's completely out of the team and he's been replaced by Mason Teague, who will be making his debut for the Dolphins. Not really much to kind of look at there. You're probably not looking at Mason Teague from day one, are you? No, no. And they signed Ray Stone. Uh, there was talk of him starting. Um, yeah, I don't know really what's gone on there. Ray Stone didn't look great over the weekend. Uh, maybe they're just giving a, giving a young guy a go and uh, Wayne's, you know, flexing that he's the boss. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, I wouldn't panic. If I had Ray Stone, I'd probably look elsewhere because there's other good cheapies at the moment. That's not an e jerk reaction when he doesn't get picked on his, you know, when he just doesn't get picked. That yeah. that's a genuine concern. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That is. That his base is going to be zero. Though. His base is going to be zero if he's not playing. Yeah, just, that's a really good point. That is a really good yeah. point. Uh, mate, Albert Hopawadi comes in to replace Jordan Rapana, who's uh, out suspended for that shoulder charge. Um, I think he's auditioning at the WWE this weekend, from what I'm told. So uh, <laughs> it was a shocker. He deserved that it's a one. Pretty good hit. It was a pretty good hit. Um, mate, it would have been a good hit back in 1980. Probably not now. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess another big talking point here: Pasami Solo uh, has been named again because Papali'i is out for the second week in a row. Um, not really big implications there because obviously if you had Big Pup in, in week one, you're going to drop him before they played. So not a big issue there. Um, now, my concern and the reason why I picked up Corey Horsburgh in draft is because I thought he was going to be playing lock. And now it looks like Corey Harrowir and Naira and Horsburgh are going to share lock minutes, which is really disappointing. And again, we've fallen trapped to Ricky Roulette if you've gone with one of those two guys. Yeah, you have. And... I talked about Ricky Roulette the whole time. So I'm in a couple drafts and I have Corey Osborne in the other one um, because I just think that he's a, you know, Big Red's a good footballer. But yeah, no, we uh, have became victims of Ricky Roulette and it's a lot easier to trade in classic than it is to make in drafts. So um, yeah, good luck to you all. Absolutely. And uh, James has left a comment saying Connolly Lemuelu. Uh, he had a big game off the bench. He did. He had a monster game. Um, obviously, the bench is a concern. I'm probably not looking at him. But if he gets a starting gig in this Dolphins lineup, he look, he passed the eye test for sure. So definitely keep an eye on him. Close watch, Hammer and Asako. We've already talked about them. So we don't need to touch on them again. But, I'll, yeah, they're a big, very big watch for me. And if they can back it up again this week and they can beat the Raiders and they can show us that they're genuinely a good team, um, I don't have a problem taking either of them next week. Yeah. Anything to I add with this one? problem with taking Asako really, but um, Hammer would be, uh, yeah, at center wing, I'd be happier with Hammer. So. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um, Saturday, 7.30, we've got the Storm versus the Bulldogs at Amy Park. Oh, tough to go down to Amy Park after the Bulldogs coming off that game last week. That's a stinker for them. I tell you what, it's going to be an easier road in knowing that Cameron Munster's not playing though. Big time, big time. Tyron Wishart's been named in the six. Yeah, we're not quite sure how this that. plays out. I don't know whether that's going to end up staying like that, to be honest. Um, like we said, Munster's going to be out for best case two weeks, worst case four weeks. Um, that's come from Bellamy. But do we see uh, potentially Xavier Coates has been named to play? Do we see him line up at fullback and Meany move into the six? Because that realistically could happen as well. I've been listening to NRL Physio, and what he's sort of saying is if that injury is at that base of that sternum that he – couldn't see Xavier Coates playing for the next two weeks. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. If, uh, Bellamy has been known to be a bit spicy with this sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, anyway, we'll we'll see how we go. There's not a – I don't know who they'd bring in off the – is Iremia injured as well? I don't yeah, know who they'd bring well. in. Maybe Grant Anderson. Um, and Wishard also plays fullback. Steve makes a good point. Um, so fullback 5'8", bit of a utility. So uh, Meany could play 5'8", Wishart fullback. So that, there's a I'm more there. off – Meany, so NRL Fantasy, I was adding Meany this week um, to cover Turbo uh, with the buy. You have a few more trades and that sort of thing. Um, I am off Meany at 5.8. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Only at full. I'll, I'll take him at fullback, but not five if, eight. If you have Meany and he's playing fullback for the next three weeks, it's this. You could probably write it out, but I don't think he's going to score as well from there. Yep, agree with that. Um, mate, should we expect more from Jerome Hughes and, and Harry Grant now that Munster's out? Yes, the playmaking is going to be there. Uh, they don't have as much faith in Tyron Wishart as they do uh, Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant. Look for Jerome Hughes to get more involved and he will score better than the 24 or whatever that he did last week. So, Yeah, a bit underwhelming last week, but obviously Munster's the guy that gets his hands on the ball all the time. So it kind of feels like Hughes plays a bit of a backseat role. Um, yep. But he'll definitely have control of the team. And, and, and obviously, Harry Grant will be very involved, as he always is. We we see it during Origin every year. Jerome Hughes just turns into a massive play, and which is why we see that 720K price tag, um, because he just has like a really good, you know, run of hundreds in him. So if I if if Bronson Garlic wasn't on the bench, who could easily slot into Hooker, I'd probably just fork out the money for Harry Grant now and just set and forget him, to be honest. But the fact that they're using Garlic off the bench. Uh, he's not going to play 80. And yes, he doesn't need to play 80, but I, I would really like him to um, if I'm going to pay 820000 uh at yep. hooker with a low upside position. So um, definitely a watch though. We know how good he is, mate. Popular cheapies, uh, Franklin Pele. Did you get stuck with the Franklin Pele trap? No, no. As I mentioned before, I've, um, I've went to Malali and I could not be happier. Yeah, eight minutes, eight points. That's that's tough for owners there that have taken a eight. punt on him. You know what? It's one PPM. So, um, yeah, there's upside. <laughs> yeah, people will look at his stats next year. He play one game at one PPM and they think, oh, shit, this guy's going to be good. Oh, um, and don't get me wrong, good player. Just I don't think the opportunity is going to be there. If they've got a decimated forward pack and he's still getting eight minutes in that game, that's, that's a major concern. So yep. I'd be moving Pelé on as one of my trades this week if I had him. Um, Jacob Preston. Would you move moving Jacob Preston on? No, no. I think from what we saw of him, he got 51 minutes. And yes, the PPM wasn't there. It was like 0.5. He still ended up with, I think, 27. Um, and at, he's a 200K basement price cheapie. And the 2RF, it got 50 minutes. Uh, I don't know whether there's much more to look into there. Um, obviously, the Bulldogs played horrifically. There'll be improvement there. Uh, and obviously, once he plays a few more games and gets a few more games under his belt at NRL level, he'll improve as well. Um, so he's a hold for me. I don't know whether I'd be going sideways to a Willie Army or, or anybody like that at 230K. I'd probably just hold him and let him be a slow burn as my sixth to RF and see yeah. what happens later in the year. I, I think we should, like, so I have him. I think I'm going to ride it out until I can make hopefully a little bit of money out of him um, because when Tavita comes in, I actually see Pele dropping out and Preston still staying there with Thompson being out for the year. Um with the minutes that he got, it just showed a bit of confidence and a bit of faith. Maybe it was a little bit tentative. Um, he's got glorious hair. He's he's just going to get out there and let it fly. Pappenhausen mullet or Jacob Preston mullet? Pappenhausen because he goes a bit faster and it just flows a little bit better. He does. He does. Hopefully he still stays as fast after this comeback. Um, yeah, let's see. Last thing to mention in this game, there's three middles and a hooker on the bench for the Storm, which means that Liero and Katoa are basically locked into 80-minute rolls again. Um, so if you've got them, definitely hold them. Um, they're actually even good options uh, moving forward. If you're looking to go off a guy like Nia Kore next week, you could easily just go sideways to Katoa. Um, yeah, that's I'm, even, I'm even thinking going sideways to Liero, who's not as exciting but can still generate some cash and probably more cash for the price. Um, and 
you know, when you make your place towards, I know that you tweeted out that you were, you really want Cam Murray. Um, I think that he could be a must have. So, Yep. Yep. Sunday Arvo, my Tigers are playing the Knights at Leichhardt. Um, exciting on paper, but I don't know why we're not performing at Leichhardt, but let's hope that we can rectify that this week. They're paying a dollar seventy as well, the Tigers. So that might, I don't know if you want to fade the Tigers, I wouldn't argue against you. They probably haven't been favorites in a game since 2005. So um, yeah, expect a lot. <laughs> it should be good. Um, Happy <laughs> Coruscant, you mentioned at the start of the pod is starting instead of yeah. coming off the bench, which is great. Hallelujah. Yep. And uh, the Tigers are favorites, like we mentioned, but there's still no John Bateman. Now, remember, I don't know whether you saw, but Lee Happy Gangelis, I think his name is, is this uh, chairman, one of the chairmen of the board in uh, for the West Tigers. And he came out and said, Bateman is not injured. He's just acclimatizing. He was ready to go this week, but we didn't want to risk him. And now he, everyone's saying that he's not going to be back until round four. So there's absolutely some porkies being told from the, the head office over at the Tigers. Uh, the rumor is Bateman's not going to be back for three or four weeks. Thanks for that, because outside of Adam Dewey, I pay zero attention to what happens. At Just in, Tigers, mate, I'm so. going to tell you more about the Tigers now that you've said that. So strap in. You're <laughs> going to get a Tigers, the Tigers lecture every podcast episode. Um, something a little bit more super coach relevant and probably someone in the eye a little bit more is Adam Elliott, who hasn't been named with that groin niggle again that's come back. So that's a concern. A couple of groin niggles now and an ankle. Not good. Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm actually worried about it. Um, I, from a super coach standpoint, would have liked to see him play and then maybe, you know, maybe drop a few points and, you know, get a bit cheaper. But, yeah, I'm really worried about it now because they really didn't say too much about it, did they? No, they kept it quiet. They absolutely kept it quiet. So um, another thing they kept quiet was Greg Marju last week when he wasn't named. Uh, he's on the extended bench this week. So there's a reality that he could come in for Highmore Hunt this week if he's ready because I think it was a hip pointer. Um, so let's see if he comes back this week. Keep an eye on those team lists there at the back end I, on the Sunday. I see Tyson, I see Tyson Frizzell named too. I don't be surprised with his HIA to see um, Jack Hetherington or Leo Thompson just, just slot in and then, um, yeah, and then work it out from the bench. So. Yeah, definitely. It, it um, looked really bad. It looked really bad. So, and Sean Bloor not uh, not named as well. Uh, there was uh, was it no sorry not Sean Bloor. Uh, Fanua Pole has not been named. So yep. Sean Bloor starts again for for Bateman, but Pole's out with a with a niggle with an injury. So um, not really any relevance to Supercoach though. You're probably not looking at him. A bit awkwardly priced. Um, Stefano Otuikamanu yep. is an interesting one that people are jumping off. People have sold him this week. I'm not quite understanding the logic behind that. Do you? No, I think that that's a knee-jerk reaction that if he was your second front row forward, you probably had to expect this. But I think you're getting those extra points elsewhere. Um, He was still a 300k front row forward for a reason. Um, Yeah, you had to expect this. Um, I think that we have a bit more growth in Stefano, and I think it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. He did look a bit ordinary, to be honest. But, yeah, I'm not overreacting. 50 minutes, mate, 38 points. There's worse. There's bigger problems in people's teams right now than, than Stefano. So if he's oh, your look, third. If, if, you, if you paid 600K for this guy, he's an out. If you paid 300K, which I know you did because that's his price, then, <laughs> then yeah, it's you do have bigger issues, correct? Big time, big time. Um, yeah, we, we hold him for sure. 
Uh, that's that's about it for the Tigers Knights, mate. But the last game of the round, the Dragons versus the Titans at they call it Netstrata Jubilee Stadium, not Oki Jubilee anymore. So change your name there for the stadium. Um, yeah. Now the big the big news out of uh, Titans territory is that David Fafita has re-signed, which means that there goes the contract year. And I'm I'm super disappointed because I was hoping that that was going to drag out and motivate him all season, and now he's signed on for another four years. Watch him get 43 this week. Almost a guarantee. So, uh, but you don't sell him. Just ride the wave. He's one of I those actually, guys. If he was playing earlier on in the round, I'd nearly VCE him against the Dragons. For sure. For sure. Every week I'm looking at when the Titans play. Because if they play in that first two or three games, I'm chucking the VC on him every single time, no matter who he plays. I'll stand by it. He's, he's still the only second rower that can put 160 on. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, does he continue to play on the left edge now? Do you think now that Stimson's in, Stimson played right edge, Fafita shifted over to the left when Furmore was out for the season? Does that continue now for the rest of the year? Look, I think where the coach went wrong in last year, other years, is they tried to get too spicy with this. Let's leave Dave Fafita where he is. I think that's what they're going to keep doing. So Let's let's hope so. I like him on the left. Now, th- this is obviously a big caveat to that. It, Kieran Foran has been named. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure he plays, to be honest. Based on what we've heard from NRL Physio, it's a PCL and an MCL sprain. As a bloke that's turning 33 in July, I think it is. I looked his birthday up earlier to make sure I got his age right. You know, when, you, when you're you at that age... And I will. I will, actually. That's a really good idea. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, he's had multiple lower limb issues. There's been multiple injuries over his season. I don't know whether he's played a full season fit in the last decade. Um, surely he does not play when you've got a double ligament sprain in the knee. What are your thoughts? Look, I didn't expect him to be named at all. Um, the fact that they've named him, they must have a bit of hope. Um, yes, Sexton's on the extended bench. I probably see the way that I see this playing out is exactly the same discussion we just had about Nick Meany. I see Brimson coming to 5'8", which I hate for his stocks. I see Jaden Campbell going back to fullback, which I hate for his stocks. And Kieran Foran not playing, I hate for for Fafita's stocks. To be fair to to Brimson, he scores better at 5'8 than he does at fullback. So he played 5'8 at the back end of last year. Yeah, and he went on that run where he averaged 100 in the last three games of the year or whatever it was. Uh, That was at 5'8". So that's why I was kind of off him at fullback to start the year because I'm like, oh, look, you know, he scored all those points last year in a different position. So I'm not really interested. But now that if he, let's say this happens, right, and he moves to 5'8 and he gets an extended run at 5'8, he could be a look now. We know that the Titans score points. Yeah, maybe maybe a move from, you know, some of those disappointing players like Burton. Um, I know we're going to tackle that in question time. Tane, thanks for thanks for holding on. Um, but yeah, look, I can see a sideways move to Brimson. I do find him that really awkward price when Dwayne and Ponga have almost just as good of a chance of scoring the same amount of points as Brimo every week. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's going to pay out, but I like Brimson at fullback. Let's just yep. let's just see how it goes. Sexton will probably get the run. They. They're not just dropping Sexton. Uh, he'll be involved again. Yep. Yep. With you there, mate. Can you explain to me how the Dragons are favourites for this game, please? 
Yeah, um, because they had their win of the season against Bai. I believe it's at Bai Stadium. And, um, yeah, They're every time that the Dragons come up in conversation, I'm going to say bye. Yep, I'd leave too. I'll, I'll yeah, finish no. this off. No, <laughs> I, I have absolutely no idea. And uh, I think that that's going to make a play in our uh, in our best bets this year. So. It could do, could do. Um, the only reasoning I can come up with is the fact that the Titans expect to not have foreign, who I think plays a really big role for the Titans. Um, and then the Dragons are relatively full strength. But also we need to remember there's no Jack DeBell in, in, in this team. And he's a, a massive anchor for this team in the middle. Uh, so Jack Bird plays lock. Um, also, I can't understand how Empire has been named to start at hooker and Liddell uh, Little is on the bench. That doesn't make much sense to me either. Um, unless they're gonna, they're trying to get too spicy with that sort of appy play or something like that, where Empire plays that eighteen minutes, goes back to the bench if they get an injury, basically anywhere on the park, and Bai comes back on. I don't really love it. No, nah, there's a I like I Jacob a little Little bit of ducks. A little bit of ducks and drakes going on here with these guys, with both of these teams with their team lists. I think they're they're playing around a little bit here, naming four and naming Embiid at hooker. I think he goes back into the fourteen, uh, and little plays as the starting hooker because that's why they've signed him. Embiid um, is the best fourteen in the game. He can play in multiple positions all over the park. Why would you now start him at hooker? It doesn't make sense. Um, did you have any thoughts on that? No, I don't have any further thoughts, but I do have thoughts on the fact that um, Tattletower and Moan can apparently play now. And I think that Sloan is going to get a run this week, but I'm touting that he's out by round four. Yeah. Honestly, I I can't disagree with you. I think with the Moan, the reasoning why he's um, – this has changed, obviously, a lot um, – he initially was through that no-fault stand-down clause. That's been lifted now, and I think the reasoning behind that is because it's gone from the district court to the local court now. So his charge has been downgraded, uh, which means he serves a maximum sentence of five years as opposed to, a, a, I think, 12 or 13. Oh, so basically, Yeah, exactly. So apparently, I didn't know this, right, but uh, the NRL's no-fault stand-down clause only applies to crimes or charges where the person will go behind bars for 11 years or more. So I only just realized that today looking at this Amone case. Um, so that's an interesting fun fact. Only five years. Yeah. That's a win for him. Yeah, really. He could come back and play footy after that. He's only 20. <laughs> he could. <laughs> he could. Um, yeah, slowing it fullback. That's, well, let's see. Let's watch, and, let's watch this space. Be like Robbie Kay Mate, has I'm going to be super cautious after people throwing my face that I called Hammer a trap um, about saying this. But yeah, no, my prediction is if Teletau Amon, um, regardless of what he's been doing uh, off the field, is a better football player than Sloan. So. Imagine if we got to the end of the year and it's a Dragons versus Dolphins grand final and we're sitting here. I'd probably just delete the whole app. I'd delete YouTube. I'd delete everything and just never be never speak about football ever again. I'd probably live off the grid and, um, yeah, just not have internet. Fresh out. That's about it for this uh, Dragons versus Titans game. Um, but, mate, let's move into the Q&A very quickly. We've got a few questions here that we'll ask, uh, that we'll answer before we get into our best bets and off. Uh, the first one is James Gowing. What do you think of Murdoch Masilla? Um, he made the run on side B teams list. So what are your thoughts on BMM? Look, I'm not going to say that I didn't didn't look at him. 
I think at that handy price, you can't really go wrong. And maybe if you got it wrong with a Pele, there is going to be a lot of merit to having BMM. But honestly, now that we have Davi emerge with some of the injuries that's happened and even Jai Arrow and everything, it's sort of just, it's sort of, Davi sort of fell on our plate and there's so many unknowns because of the fact that um, there was that buy round one. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I only didn't start with Murdoch Masilla because there was, I don't trust Hook. I don't trust him in terms of what he's going to do with Murdoch Masilla. And and also he's 31 years old. How do you know that this is going to last? Um, he's obviously, he's more of a middle player than an edge player. I don't understand really why they're using him in the second row. I feel like he's probably better used through the middle of the park, especially with Jack DeBellin out. So He's a good option to start with. Clearly, he's got the gig. Um, but the, the hard part with taking a Saints player this week is that they're playing the last game of the round. So you don't you can't bail out on that choice. You probably have to either go to another Dragon or a Titan or whatever if you wanted to reverse that trade based on lockout. So lots of risk there to take him. And, and Damo asked the same question, Pelé to Murdoch Masilla. I'd probably say yes to that um, yep. based on what we saw from Pelé, I think. There's plenty of upside with Murdoch Masilla. He could lock down that starting second row. But I do genuinely think if you're going Pele to Murdoch Masilla, then your lineup is looking like you've gone super thin at front row forward. Because I do, I genuinely put Davy above Murdoch Masilla on my list. So you're probably running what Welch, um, Stefano, what Ben Murdoch Masilla and and Davy like. I think Davy's a better option than Murdoch. I think if you've got Pele, you're finding the money for Davy. He's the same price. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. Um, Tane's asked, uh, he's got Nanai and Burton that both underperformed badly last week. Uh, and what's our advice for him going forward with those two? I have said wait and see in a lot of positions, but I'm not willing to wait on Burton. Um, I think that they look that ordinary and he could surprise me and score 80 and I'm going to eat my words, but I think that that's the reason that Pong has added. I don't know who your other number six is, but Dwayhe or Ponga should definitely be an ad. With Nanai, I'm hoping that you have the money somewhere to go Cam Murray. I would boost for Cam Murray if you have Nanai. Nanai was a trap. Um, he doesn't get line breaks when he scores. He's going to score 120 some weeks. And you know what? It's probably going to be right in front of me at the Broncos game on the weekend, but I would be looking to move from Nanai and Burton. Yeah, me too. I think so. There's so many good options around Nanai's price at 660, I think it is. Um, yep. You've got Fafida, 20K extra. You've got Paddy Carrigan at the same price. You've got Cam Murray, 100 grand that would be well worth spending that extra cash to go to Murray. Um, so many good options. I mean, Joey Tapane is now dual. Like, you could even go down that road uh, at 699. Like, yeah, Nanai is a mistake, I think, from the start. And don't get me wrong, he, he can probably come back and score 100, like you said, but he's also going to get your 20s and 30s. And we saw that in the weekend with no base. So. Yeah, just just remember you're going to save. I would prefer if you went Dwayne on the Burton play, but if you need that money to get somebody better out of Nanai, then, yeah, Ponga is definitely a play. Like, if you can use that 60K on Nanai and and that's enough to get you Cam Murray over one of those other fellas, Cam Murray is – if I make a move next week, it'll be on Cam Murray. 
Definitely, definitely. Mate, one more question. Steve's asked, as a so me as a Tigers man, is Talao a sell or a hold? Um, personally, I think he's a hold. If he's playing and he's healthy and he's fit, we picked him for a reason. And I think the reason is that he's outside Dewey and inside Nofaluma. So I think that right side is going to see plenty of opportunity, plenty of ball. And uh, I don't know whether I'd be moving him on at that price. Um, I think... I think he's a hold for now. And then you reevaluate next week. And if he didn't come off again next week, then you move him to someone that will gain you some cash. Can Can I give you an answer as somebody that's not a Tigers man? No, because it's going to okay. be a smart-ass answer. No, no. Genuinely, I think Isaac Thompson is a lot better play than Talao. And as somebody that has had Talao in some of my drafts, I have him in NRL Fantasy. If I had the money and it's only 30K... Isaac Thompson looked great. Um, the Rabbitohs looked great. The Rabbitohs are a lot better team than the Tigers, and there's a lot more points there for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm, that, that's a good argument. I think the one thing that is deterring me from looking at Isaac Thompson, I was very close to starting with him, is the fact that the Rabbitohs have such a tough draw. Um, how many opportunities is he going to get? I mean, don't get me wrong, Campbell Graham was so good last week, and Lachlan Ilias is much improved now, isn't he? So maybe they will go right a little bit more now. And. And this is me being a smart ass. Um, it doesn't matter what the draw is for the Tigers. There's a lot of better teams than the Tigers. If the Rabbitohs are a top four team, it doesn't matter about the tough draw. They're just going to be a really good football team. I just see the upside yeah, in Thompson, like the eye test. And I didn't start with either. And I regret not having Isaac Thompson in my team. I don't regret having Talao in my team. If, if yeah. I had Talao in my team, I wouldn't regret it. I regret not having Isaac Thompson. Yeah, if you ask me to pick one or the other without any other bias, it'd be it'd be Thompson for sure. And um, Thompson didn't score a lot of points, but you just have a look at him on the eye test, and he just and he looked there. And Tane Milne's on the extended bench, and he is nowhere to be seen. They're off yep. him. I'm off him. Yeah, yeah. A couple of sin bins in the one game might have ruined his career, mate. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's a shame, but uh, yep. good for us at Supercoach, eh? Yeah. Um, Mate, let's move on to our final segment, the Molten Best Bets. Uh, so we'll come up with, like we mentioned at the start, a bet uh, a bet each each week, and we'll track how we go, see whether we can get a return on investment and, and keep everybody up to date. And, mate, you can kick us off because you've been thinking about this one already since, uh, since I Sunday have been, night. I have been thinking on it, um, and I got on – again, you said the same thing. I don't know how the Dragons are the favourites in this game. I actually uh, got on the Gold Coast at – Two dollars twenty-five. I see they're paying a dollar ninety-seven now, so I should probably take those odds, even though I got on got on a couple days ago. Um, but yeah, I just can't see even with Kieran Foran out, uh, the Gold Coast losing to the Dragons. We just had a look this weekend at exactly how clunky everybody looks. Um, everybody else is going to be better for the run, and the Dragons aren't. And I don't see a lot of talent in the Dragons. I see a lot of moving parts. And I think the Titans, they look like they're on fire. Yeah, they're a good scoring team. So you can't yeah. really – it's the defense that's going to be a concern for me. But they looked pretty good on that end. Um, but, again, it was the Tigers. So so we're going to be able to bet this in 10 units. Um, how we bet on our own sports bet account, you know, we do recommend that we only bet within our means and to gamble responsibly. But I'm putting my whole 10 units on this. Yeah. Yeah, so 10 units for me. Like I mentioned, I'd really like that Cowboys-Broncos game. I think there's a bit of value in that one, considering it's pretty much even money either way. So my my best bet for this week is going to be either team 1 to 10 
in the Cowboys and Broncos, and that gets you a dollar eighty-five, which I was really surprised at those odds, considering these guys are pretty fairly evenly matched in in Brisbane, so they don't have to leave Queensland. Neither team have to go to New South Wales. Um, so I like those odds. One either team one to ten in the heat. Uh, it might be a lower scoring game as well. We know that defense is very very relevant in the first few rounds of the season. Dollar um, eighty-five you'll get for that. Oh, how the turntables. I think that you said the Cowboys were going to be third and the Broncos are going to be 10th, and you're saying these guys are so evenly matched. It's a Kevolution, baby. It's a Kevolution. Mate, Uh, it's an Adam Reynolds illusion. That's what it is. Let let Renzi run this team. We're having a crack. Katoni stags for a triple. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) If he has a triple, my bet doesn't get up. There's no way in the world. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, of course, when when we're talking about betting or or whatever it be, make sure that you only bet what you can afford to lose and and make sure you gamble responsibly as well. So, um, mate, that brings us to the end. Um, We've covered all the teams. I think I ran out of beers. So There we go. Perfect timing for us. Guys, we'll leave you with that. Um, Before we wrap up, make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't yet so that you don't miss any future episodes. Hit the follow button, like, uh, turn those notifications on. We'll continue to come to you with all these super coach updates and more. We'll analyze the teams on a Tuesday and we'll also then do the Sunday roast every Sunday evening and uh, talk about the week on. But until then, yeah. you've been listening. Sorry, I'll hand over to you. I was Maddie, just going to say, I just appreciate everybody popping on live. I know this was our first live and uh, yeah, there was a bit of a calling for it. Uh, thanks for popping on. You really made it. Um, and yeah, let us know what you liked, what you didn't like, uh, because we're still molding this podcast. Um, yeah, we're happy to try new things. So, Absolutely. Yeah, really good point. Um, appreciate all the support, all the comments, all the likes. We'll see you again in a few days. Good luck for round two. Hopefully we can see plenty of green arrows. The first lot of green arrows, we don't see red, fingers crossed. Um, but guys, until until Sunday, we'll, uh, the, you've been listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We'll see you later. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 